Welcome to episode 10 of Horror Dads. This is Jamie. And John. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How are you? Oh, so good. Episode 10. This is a good one. So we, uh, we've we got a lot of great content coming up here. We're, we're doing a great interview with Eric Williamson, who's the founder of the Collective Paranormal Research Society. So cool. And he's a real-life uh, paranormal investigator. Yeah. Real Who would have thought? Yeah. So we're 10 episodes in, but... Who would have thought they exist? I know. Before, we, we want to have a serious, somber moment to kind of kick things off, though. Um, we did not discuss this with Eric. This is not his opinion. This is ours. Uh, this is our stance. Yeah, you know, between Jamie and I. But given all that's going on in life right now and on the planet, uh, we just want to take a quick note and, and recognize that we, we do currently support the protests uh, that are going on. We we do feel that all of us as human beings can do more and be better and find ways to improve not only the culture of our specific lives, but those around us. And it's important to recognize your sphere of influence. So uh, we want to use this as a medium to note that. And uh, We fully support Black Lives Matter. We fully support protesters. We salute you all. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the episode. Jamie. Yes, sir. Family Anik, what's going on in your life? So, not long ago, I was working, um, and I put on Scream in the background. You know how, like, when you're working, you just need something comfortable that you don't need to watch? (laughs) Yes. That you just can listen to and love and enjoy and soak in. What do you listen to? Scream is, like, my go-to one. Yeah. It's like a comfy pair of slippers. Oh, dude. It honestly is a pair of jammies. So I put that on the other day. Uh, Riker comes up during the beginning. Riker's my two-year-old. Comes up like right during the goddamn beginning of this movie. Just like the worst part for him to come up. But he's not. He's not in the room, so I leave it on. He's just in the hallway. And um, it's the intro. So Casey is just screaming away, right? Yep, Drew. Barrymore. Yeah, just screaming her guts out. And Riker starts imitating it. <laughs> ah! And Katie, my wife, comes running to the steps like, what's going on up there? And I was like, he's just imitating. No, uh, yeah, No, it's fine. I'm watching Scream. He's just imitating. And she was like, what? <laughs> he He's in there with you? I was like, no, he's in the hallway, but he hears the screams and he's just imitating. It's no big deal. Yeah, she actually texted me about that. And she's like, I don't want to screw up something uh, for the podcast, but Jamie's probably going to be talking about this. So, I, you know, it's early June. Today is June 6th, so we're one month away from the 4th of July. So this is the summer film routine kind of going on. Mm -hmm. Been watching the shit out of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Um, And as we're all still in quarantine, um, I have not been going to my gym. My wife's not been going to hers, so we built a nice little gym uh, space out in the basement here. And I have a you know, a bag. I've been working on a punching bag and I needed to get new wraps. So I had these wraps delivered and, uh, Brittany found them. My wife found them outside and she goes, did you buy these fucking hand wraps? Because that's what Ryan Phillippe wears. And I know you did last summer. <laughs> he does. He works that bag well with those fucking. He does. And I was like, Brittany, you and I have been watching that. Yes, I did so buy much. these. <laughs> Because Ryan Phillippe does. And I, when you see me walking around in my baggy, f- faded wash jeans, 
Don't be surprised. So I don't even have a punching bag, but I'll get those wraps <laughs> simply for. It's like get... typing on your computer yeah. at work upstairs and those things. Hey, yeah. Jamie, I noticed you have frosted tips. Yeah. Oh. Don't worry about that, bud. Yeah. Um. What have you been watching, man? <laughs> well, we've both been watching the shit out of I Know What You Did Last Summer. Well, they put it on Shutter. It's streaming yeah. and just like, why not? And again, with work, like, I don't know yeah. if any of you guys work from home, like, you're always just throwing shit on in the background. And um, I'm in like, <clears throat> I'm in logistics, so I'm in the really busy season now. And I can't like actually watch anything. It's It has to all be background. So like, I Know What You Did Last Summer is constantly going on. Yeah, it's an old familiar. Yeah. Yep. I don't need to watch it. Like I can just hear it and I know what part I'm at. What else have you been watching? Um, I watched, so I never have seen it. I did the Joe Bob watch with uh, Cannibal Holocaust. How, how'd you feel about it? So I think you and I both have been trying to get this. The kids are going to bed late now with the... And that is not one you can have dark, on if no, they're like, even... Yeah, no, no. They can't even be remotely like awake. If their heart rate is above 100 they can't beats be per awake, minute, they yeah. can't. You can't so, have that movie on. By the time my kids are in bed and I'm ready to watch something, it's like 11. And so, like, I fell asleep a couple times, but um, finally made it through. Made it through. And, you know, it's. I think we're. if I had seen this when it came out, it would have been just, you know, terrible. Yeah. But we're desensitized now. You know, yeah. we, we've seen Green Inferno, which apparently, I mean, which obviously was Eli's take on that movie, right? Yeah, I don't know if it was. I never read that, but I'm just saying, like, clearly they mentioned Green Inferno in that movie several times. So. I'll be honest, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. So like, you'll hate Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Um, but I will say that by the end, I thought like, you know what? Fuck this group of guys. Like they they deserve what they get. Yeah. Like they were like shitheads. They're. So uh, what else you been watching? Oh, I saw Ready or Not. Finally. What'd you think? Like, how many years has that been on? It was embarrassing. I haven't seen it. Anyways, uh, I loved it. I know there's been uh, people who said they didn't like the ending. The ending was like, they phoned it in. I disagree. I liked it. But that's the team that's going to be approaching Scream 5, right? It is. And to be honest, after watching that, I'm pretty excited about it. I I mean, you know how it is. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) Yeah. Excited in the sense of like, we're going to have a new Scream movie. Yeah, exactly. Well, I too have been hitting... I know what you did last summer pretty relentlessly. Well, you and I both are, I assume most horror fans are this way where we love the seasonality of horror films. Yeah, of course. Because, you know, when you watch so much horror, the seasonality makes it super interesting and like, okay, I can't watch know, a shit all the enough, time. Like, on a Zoom chat with all our friends last week, I asked the question, I was like, what's the one movie you guys have watched the most amount of times in quarantine? And everybody in the conversation was like, I, I don't know if I've watched one movie more than once. And I was like, I, oh my God. I have watched 15 movies more than once over the past three months. Like, I, I can't even explain how yeah. many movies I've watched more than once. <laughs> but uh, so I've been hitting that happy birthday to me. I watched through. I thought that was great. Uh, that was actually my first experience with that movie. I, too, started Cannibal Holocaust, but have not made it all the way through. Uh, I've been working through that Nightmare on Elm Street uh, box set that you bought me. Thank you. And it's great. It looks wonderful. Like, dude, how good is that? How oh, so good. good. So good like, to have you can it, just too. Th- yeah, no, yeah. it feels so good to just, like, it's like opening your drawer and picking your favorite t-shirt. It's like, all right, which movie do I want to throw on yeah, tonight? Exactly. Yeah. And then the one final one I want to note, too, is Killer Legends is a documentary. I've been uh, 
working through that I thought uh, was pretty fun. It's yeah, I haven't on, watched this yet. It's on Shudder, um, so it's available streaming on there if you have that. And it's it's definitely worth a watch. It's a it's an actual documentary. It's not a mockumentary, mm-hmm. and it just focuses on general urban legends, like the idea of Candyman and what we know of it from the film. Hmm. But it, there was an actual guy that poisoned candy that killed his children that lived in Illinois. So that's sure. like the genesis of that story. So it's stuff like that. And Different they focus things like on, that. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's a legends based on movies. Yeah, it, and they're all linked to movies. legends that inspired the movies, maybe. That legends that? that inspire films yes gotcha. because awesome. they're they do town that dreaded sundown oh i'm way into that. Yeah. yeah so it's it's de- so it's, it's all real shit yeah based on real shit yes I'm it's worth a watch yeah i'm into it definitely worth a watch what have you uh been buying um so i didn't buy much this past period i did get my um copy of what did i get come on you know oh rad rad yeah, dude, we don't have to spend oh too much time God. talking about no, it. Oh my God, no, we have to spend the whole episode this talking about this. This is a fucking this. horror podcast. No, this is a rad podcast. We just decided. Okay, it. just because you got it from Vinegar Syndrome doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. we're going to spend time on this. We got it from a uh, one of the most respected horror uh, Blu-ray companies, yes. Okay, what else? Anyways. <laughs> um, uh, I snagged... In preparation for 4th of July weekend, the Jaws Blu-ray. I don't have that on blue, so I snagged one of those. Um, pretty inexpensive on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. I also got a new... So you didn't get the 4K, you got the just the standard blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's like $6. Yeah, So like why not? Exactly. So I also have uh, that new rug over there from Creepy Company. Which is Dude, the, I came downstairs and I was like, I know, <sighs> I love that. You got that from our buddy Craig, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you said Christina yep. at work. Yeah. Two two of the uh, fine people that work for me um, hooked me up with this, so thank you guys. And they uh, bought me a rug for the podcast studio, and it's this beautiful horror sticker rug from Creepy Company, based out of Chicago. So thank you guys. So good. It's like love the it. VHS horror. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also, I had a gift card uh, that I was looking to spend. So I got uh, the Blob from the 80, 82 version, I think it is. Uh, and <sighs> Urban Legend. You got my movies. Yeah. That's what you did. On Blu-ray. So. Um, you did the, like, it's like me saying like, oh, I love that Ford Mustang in the lot over there. Which I would never buy. A and then you heard a sound that was but like. But then, like, you were like. You'd like pulling out of the lot in my fucking Ford Mustang. To be so fair, I-, I did look at you in these two seats <laughs> last time we were together and say, What should I buy? And you said, No question. The Blob in Urban Legend. Yeah, but what I meant by that was, You should buy me the Blob in Urban Legend. For me. Like, Fuck you. I don't want you to have those. I want them. We don't live a mile apart anymore. Yeah. Okay. What are you wearing? By hook oh, or by crook? I, yeah. <laughs> I have the... It's so fitting. I have the I Know What You Did Last Summer pocket tee on from it's my favorite the one and only Cavity Colors. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's actually really Do funny. Do we cause... own clothes that aren't kept? Cav- like, we have to start... Anyone who listens, please send us recommendations. Oh, actually, uh, I did like, recently I loved, get I, a new recommendation. Terror Threads, Gutter Garbs. Um, but, like, I don't know of too many... Like, um, I love QF Chris. I have a couple from him. London... 1888 
he also produces like i swear every design he comes out with now i'm like whoa i want it yeah that holy mountain holy mountain they've got a sale going on right now too so i'll definitely check them out and what is that city fox city fox printing oh yeah 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 all right and i have on my Friday the 13th camp counselor. Oh, dude, I love that. Where did you get that? T-shirt. Uh, this was an Amazon purchase mm-hmm. my wife got me. Oh, one of those, yeah. <laughs> Continuous Horror Bezos, Circle. Jeff Bezos did Yeah, this, Jeff Bezos did this <laughs> um, in his pastime and then sold it. He just sits around and designs millions of yeah. T-shirts all yeah. fucking day. <laughs> all right, let's jump in, man. Welcome to episode 10 of Horror Dads. We are thrilled to be joined today by a a new friend of ours, Eric Williamson. And Eric is the founder of the Collective Paranormal Research Society based out of uh, Ohio here. And Eric is a member of that society as well as the founder of of it as a paranormal investigator. So Eric, welcome, man. Eric, what's up, man? Appreciate it. Hey, thanks guys for having me on. Oh yeah, we're so excited. We've been looking forward to this one for a few weeks now. Yeah. Fantastic. So, you know, format, like always, with uh, the opportunity we have to talk to new folks, we're going to ask Eric a bunch of questions about his field and and whatnot, and then we're going to cover three films that Eric uh, has provided to us. Hand-picked. Yeah, hand-picked, that have an obvious theme to them of, uh, you know, the paranormal. So, excited about all of this. Eric, you know, tell us about your organization, uh, you know, the Collective Paranormal Society. Sure. Uh, We are... We are a group of really close, tight-knit friends. CPRS, which is short for the Collective Paranormal Research Society, uh, we, as a combined uh, members of the group, have over 35-plus years of combined research and investigation experience. Um, our main focus is to, is to help home and business owners who may be experiencing you know, unexplained paranormal phenomena or activity, you know, in their, in their homes or businesses, uh, at no cost to them. Um, obviously it's, it's something we enjoy to do. It's, it, it's nice to go and help these people who really have nowhere or, you know, nowhere to turn, you know, and a lot of these people are, are afraid to reach out, Yeah, you know, and that, I bet that, that it's might... something that probably gets like pretty ugly in terms of people commoditizing it. And, and you, it, it, appears that you probably encounter people that are in a position where it's like hey this is we're we're at the end of the rope here and we really need help and the last thing that you want when you're in that situation is a bill so that's really cool that you guys are able to do that um w- without without cost so that's that's neat to hear man yeah absolutely you know and 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 unfortunately there are uh groups out there that do charge um which i i think is totally ridiculous uh, you know, like like you said, these people, you know, are, are at their end of the ropes. They they have no idea what's going on, where to turn, you know. And a lot of times, you know, there there are children involved, and and when children are involved, we make it a priority to, you know, kind of make their case first. Um, you know, it's kind of heart wrenching to you know to go in to these private homes and you know see these children afraid to sleep in their in their rooms by oh, themselves. God, yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it's parents, we, we can empathize with the idea of that. And, you know, luckily we've not encountered that, but, um, so you guys are based 
here, right? In Northeast Ohio? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're based here right out of Youngstown, Ohio. Um, we have, uh, we have uh, a couple members that live up around the Akron Canton area. And uh, uh, one of our uh, investigators lives down in Florida. You know, she makes a trip up around investigating season um, to join us. Um, and or, you know, she'll fly on up if there's a, a case that we need her um, to join us in. So is there uh, a specific season? Um, yeah, you know, usually in regards to the places that we, we like to go, you know, um, we've, we've really traveled all over the U S you know, to, to the most haunted places, you know, in, in, in the, in the United States. Um, you know, it's, we like to go here. We like to, you know, patronize these places, um, that sink the money they get from these private paranormal investigations back into the building themselves, you know, instead of pocketing the money and, you know, doing whatever these, you know, we like to, you know, patronize the places that actually will turn around and put the money back into these wonderfully historic buildings, you know, and trying to bring it back to their former glory. Yeah, for sure. Do you guys have any interest in like, do you guys ever go places just to explore them? Or is it always just for like, uh, you know, to help people out? in times of crisis no um you know that that's one big thing that's kind of tied in together is uh is you know investigating these places um that are abandoned uh but we also like to you know uh kind of sign up for private investigations where we have the entire place to ourselves the entire night um that you know we can just set up and investigate uh these places through the travel of this work, can you kind of describe like the outcome that, like the intended outcome? I guess is it to like to find activity, to remove it, to to give guidance on like how to live with it, or I guess you know what what's and maybe the yeah, outcome or varies. Does, yeah, or does that determine, or does that depend on like what you find? You know, it it, it all depends on if we are just going. For us, you know, if we're if we have rented a, a place for the night to investigate for ourselves, then obviously it's something that, you know, we're going to just, you know, do for ourselves. But if it's in regards to a uh, a, a private residence or even a mm-hmm. uh, a, a business, um, it's really all the above. Um, you know, we're called in and to identify activity. Um, you know, t- what you had mentioned to possibly remove the activity or provide guidance on how to live with the activity. Um, but like I said, it, it, it's really all the above. Our initial outcome is is really to document and record claims of of the paranormal activity going sure. on in these places. Um, but one of the one of our biggest focuses is actually to debunk claims of activity to to kind of, oh, wow. you know, to to. To go in and say, like, no, this is there, there's no activity here. This is right. Yeah. And so yeah. things that can be explained scientifically. But you know, most hauntings, you know, around eighty-five to ninety percent can be explained scientifically. Okay. Uh it, it's the other ten percent, you know, that has us scratching our heads, you know, and saying, you know, what what could have you know possibly cause that. Do you have um, a repository you know, like where you document all this stuff? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we uh we have we have, you know, a uh, a real big arsenal of equipment uh in our at our at our at, in our hands that you know, we can uh, document, you know, anything from video to audio to uh you know, to really anything. Um 
I was going to ask about that. Like, what are your main tools? Uh, well, usually we have, uh, like I said, we, we like to document things um, in regards to audio and video. So uh, sure. one of our one of our biggest pieces that we like to use, obviously, is uh, is um, uh, just, a you know, a plain little you know, voice recorder um, yeah. where we where we capture our EVPs, which are which are called uh, electronic voice phenomena. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the, you know, the handheld voice recorders, they record what's called the infrasound, which is sound we cannot hear with our ears. But the sensitivity on these devices can pick up voices that we cannot hear audibly with our ears you know not saying that we can't hear them with their ears because most times we do hear spirits talking to us but other times you know it's just in that infra sound that they speak which the recorders help pick up and you know that's when we pick it up on our audio review afterwards so yeah if you wouldn't mind hitting a little bit on some of the additional tools that you use and then maybe kind of go into describing like what that post review process looks like how long it takes and whatnot and then also what kind of stuff you find yeah um uh, really good investigators should really kind of um really capture anything and everything that they can so you know among among the the voice records we have uh we have uh obviously you know an extensive video camera setup um uh, as well as digital cameras that can take pictures in complete blackness. So it's, it's taking pictures with the infrared, uh, infrared lighting. Um, you know, we, we yeah. can record and take pictures in complete darkness. Like I said, uh, we also have full spectrum cameras, which, uh, which capture every single light spectrum that is out there. So, you know, our eyes can only see in a spurt in a certain light, spectrum range yeah the the devices we have see further into further into the into the ultraviolet range and further into the infrared range so you know and that's where they say spirits reside in that in that certain light spectrum that we cannot see with our own eyes how often do you have to upgrade equipment uh you know it's uh, i would say about every couple years kind of just like what you do with a computer um you know it with, with in regards to the field of the paranormal there there's there's just so many new cutting edge devices that are coming out which you know which need you know testing in the field so you know a lot of times companies will come to us and say hey i got a new piece of equipment would you guys mind you know using it and you know coming back to us with results you know and then see how it works so you know we're kind of blessed in in that where oh, that's pretty cool. you, you get some of these you know not saying you know technologically you know very popular companies but you know you get these people that you know come to us and say hey we you know we know about you you know you've been around a lot you know you're respected in the paranormal community would you mind using our equipment and you know and letting us know how it works so yeah that's great it's like a shoe company going like an up-and-coming shoe company going to a basketball player like yeah can sure you try or shoot out? yeah that's pretty cool absolutely and uh so i mean in regards to the equipment you know we we also have something it's called uh it's called the portal um it's basically a uh it's basically a glorified two-way radio um which uh it's been set up to take out all of the the white noise which 
allows spirits to talk through kind of like in poltergeist when you know carol ann was sitting in front of the tv yeah. you know and you you have all that white staticky noise anything that comes through legibly is is usually 100 percent a you know a spirit talking through it which is which is kind of fantastic because you know we've Man. we've asked questions and we've got full sentence response oh through this device so you know <laughs> so and you chilling. know yeah it's you know and you know it's it has to be something paranormal because obviously it's not picking up the dj on the radio uh but you know the the one tool that cannot be you know changed is obviously the 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 mind of the investigator itself um you know that's kind of the most important you know, piece of equipment to use out sure. there is your, is your, is your, is your mind. So, um, yeah, in regards to, uh, how we set up, um, like meetings with the homeowners and everything like that, um, you know, CPRS, we, we've done, you know, many residential and private business investigations over the years. Uh, so how it basically starts is, um, we've been fortunate to, you know, to be one of the most respected, you know, paranormal research teams kind of, you know, in Northeast Ohio here. And, you know, basically it, it's all by word of mouth. Um, so a lot of times um, the home business owner will get in touch with one of our investigators or myself. And from there, you know, we'll set up a, an initial phone conference and, you know, that way, you know, we kind of get a feel for, you know, are these, are these people genuine or are they just batshit crazy? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, What's that know, ratio I, typically look like the genuine, uh, the bad shit? you know, believe it or not. Um, it's, I would say it's a, it's about 90% genuine, 10% batshit crazy. Wow. I thought it was going to be the opposite. Yeah, I thought it would be more, bad you shit. know, and, and, and you would, you would think that, but, um, you know, we'll, we'll have, a, we'll have a first initial meeting with the, uh, with the homeowner um and then from there you know we'll have a we'll have a second one maybe a couple of weeks later once we do uh some some back-end uh research on the property you know a, a big thing about the paranormal investigating and research is is actually the research itself on the land the property the house yeah i i actually was just watching a documentary called killer Killer Legends. One of the stories they focused on was uh, the Candyman story that took place near Chicago. Okay. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge component of the project that they were working on was the research element, obviously. So they actually went, this research team went to the house and they knocked on the door and they were like, hey, ma'am, we're sorry to bother you, but we wanted to talk to you about the person that lived here prior to you. And she was like, oh, who lived here prior to me? And the guy was like, oh, you don't know? And she goes, no, 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 I don't. And he was like, okay, never mind. Have a good day. And she was like, well, no, shit. Now I need to know. Like, tell me who lived here. And he was like, no, you honestly. She's like, no, I need to know. And he was like, ah, are you sure you want to know? Are you sure you want to know? And she's like, yes. So then he breaks the news to her that this guy that, like, killed his children and uh -huh. neighborhood kids live there. And she was like, that son of a bitch. But yeah. Yeah. So right. it, it, I could imagine how that would certainly be a, a, a huge factor of it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh Typically, when you research, do you come across like some grisly shit or? Um, you know, a, a lot of times um, it's we've only really hit one one thing where we found out there was a murder in the house. Um, 
a lot of the other research we pulled was, you know, just what had happened on the land years and years ago. Yeah. So do you do you find through the research and through the exercise of investigation that um that it's typically that the occurrences you observe are are attached to a location or to a person or both? Mm. Uh it's it's really it's really both. Um almost almost 50-50. Uh, you have a lot of you have a lot of times where it, it's it's the land that is haunted, uh, and then again the other fifty percent is 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 that it could be uh, something has attached itself to a particular person or it's a loved one coming back, you know, to to you know to warn the the homeowner that something's going to happen or you know it, oh, just man. coming back to to tell the homeowner you know I'm okay. You know, you know, yeah, a, lo- could, a lot of times could you, I'm sorry, can, can you dive into a little bit like, and I'm sure you have definitions for these things. So maybe some, some of the things that you find and maybe like what you call them are that you refer to them as specters or yeah, or spirits, spirits, or... really it, it's, it's, it's energy. Um, spirits okay. are just manifested energy. Um, because, you know, as we are talking right now, we're living, we have an internal energy, uh, you know, our soul. Um, It's basically energy. Uh, But what we like to, you know, we like to call them, you know, spirits, you know, they're, they were once living. uh, And then obviously you have, you have uh, some, some not so nice spirits. uh, And then you, you know, you, you get to the extreme, extreme where you have what's called inhumans, you know, or malevolent energies. Um, which obviously are called demonic spirits. Yeah. So they're different classifications of spirits. Yeah, there's okay, there's cool. definitely different classifications of uh, of spirits um, and their and their activity. No, do you like? <clears throat> does that dictate your guys' work? So, like, is that something where you go like, all right, this is a demon, we're gonna dip out, um, or do you kind of handle all of it? Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, with with all of these ghost shows you know like ghost hunters and and um ghost adventurers unfortunately everyone now because of these shows think that they have a demon in their house yeah because on all those shows it's like oh shit that's an evil demon everyone needs an exorcism before they head to work i mean literally yeah literally every show now is is because that's what's scary right it's not it's not scary for it to be like ooh, it's a loved one who just wanted to say i love you one more time and that's exactly what most cases are they are they are they're not malevolent evil spirits they're just you know you know people who are are stuck between this world and the next you know um yeah in limbo but yeah exactly and but the malevolent demonic uh cases that we've come across which thankfully haven't been many you know we've only had maybe two or three maybe a handful um uh that you know, we've we've come, we've 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 talked with the homeowner, we've we've felt the negativity in in the house. Um, I myself and my team, we are not uh, we are not educated enough to to deal with these type of malevolent demonic inhuman energies. Okay. However, we do we do have um, other qualified 
people who yeah you you identify who, who, it and then you you right bring who in deal the, yeah. with yeah so i mean it's not like we whatever. we ever we ever you know leave the, the homeowner short we always we always have a you know a backup plan yeah. in case you know we can't deal with that it seems like that's the idea of a society is to make sure that a well-versed team's assembled so that right, yeah. when you read, yeah, based off right. the Right, and you know, and not, not to mention, you know, I have, you know, I've seen what, what malevolent spirits can do to investigators and their families. You know, I have a close friend who, you know, you know, who it, it broke up their marriage. It almost, you know, oh, it man. almost killed, killed the, uh, my friend investigator, you know, it, it went after their children. Whoa. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, and I just don't want to put myself in that or, you know, I don't want, you know, sure. you know, I don't want, I don't want to bring that back to my family. So, you know, I will be more than happy to make arrangements to help these homeowners if they need it. Um, but I just, I, you know, I don't want to go there, you know? So we're going to jump into some good stories. I want to hear like the juicy shit, but first I just kind of want to know what got you into being a ghost hunter and researcher. Yeah, like, was, is this something there like, an experience yeah. that like tipped you over the fence? Because, and to be completely transparent, I, I don't want to speak for Jamie, but for myself, like I'm all about this and I, I'm so unsettled mm-hmm. as an individual with the idea of faith. Like, I don't know where I sit. Sure, so like, yeah. It comes down yeah. to not believing in something that you've never experienced or that you've never seen. Exactly. It, and yeah. it's not that I don't believe in this. I just have never experienced it. Yeah. Same thing with, with religion, essentially. Yeah. So we'd be really fascinated to hear like what, if you're comfortable sharing it, you know, like what your experience was, that was your, you know, your, the pinnacle to, to, to tip you. To the yeah. Like side. even if it was like, I watched Poltergeist as a young kid and it got me interested, even that is, you know, satisfying to me, but I'm interested to know. Yeah, sure. No, yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, I, I believe in karma. You know, um, I, I believe that, you know, if you do right, you know, good things are going to come back to you. But really what had gotten me started in this field is, is, is you know, I, I had mentioned about the, uh, the, the paranormal shows that came back on TV. Uh, I started watching Ghost Hunters when they came back, you know, decades ago. Um, and, and that's what kind of got me interested. Okay, cool. And, and, and learning more about the field. Uh, and then so, once you, you know, were sort of in there, like what, what experience did you have that really made you a, a believer where you're like, Oh, okay. Like my interest is, is, is certainly my interest, but like now I, yeah, now it's founded yeah, on something. Now it's founded yeah. on, is there, is there like one specific experience that like you can link that back to? Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I could, I could, we could sit here and talk, for days about you know some of the stories i could i could tell you guys but uh in in regards to what you had mentioned before about you know to be a believer to be a non-believer uh you know as a paranormal researcher investigator you you need to really be you know a half believer and half skeptic uh you need to understand that there are things in this world that you can and cannot explain um and and you really won't be a true believer um until you have that oh shit moment where you just think to yourself no fucking way did that just happen yeah i i have i can't i cannot wait to hear about this i'm literally smiling you know um you know each each place that we've ever gone into you know like i said you know we've been doing this for over 16 years now my team and i and you know we've been to hundreds of locations scattered throughout the united states you know we've been out west of queen mary you know, to the Stanley Hotel where The Shining was filmed, mm. um, to to the Midwest, to the Velisca Axe Murder House, 
you know, down to the to the voodoo areas in New Orleans, you know, at the Myrtle's Plantation and, you know, obviously all the way back to the most active lands in the country, which, you know, where the Civil War took place in Gettysburg. Yeah. Um, you know, in you know, in regards to each place, it, it's they each have their own unique form of of energy and feel to them you know some happy some sad some evil loving some angry happy you know you just never know what you're going to run into sure but um in regards to what really truly made me a believer and this actually just happened a couple years ago um uh we were at uh waverly hills tuberculosis sanatorium which is in louisville kentucky I was down in the morgue area uh, doing a live session on Facebook and, uh, you know, obviously me doing what I do, I thought it was a good idea to climb into the body trays. Oh, my God. That that held the people, obviously, that have died, you know, before they were taken out of the hospital. So I crawled into one of the body trays um, and, you know... I, I was fine. You know, I was the only one on that floor. And if you ever seen pictures of Waverly Hills, you know that it's absolutely huge. So here I am, you know, in, in this extremely large building by myself in the morgue in a body tray laying there trying to communicate with, you know, with whoever was around me. Holy um, shit, dude. Because previously, you know, our, our, you know, my equipment and stuff were going off. You know, we have flashlights kind of like the mag flashlights where you twist, you know, you twist off and, you know, it cuts the power. Um, You know, they were turning on and off for us. You know, the, the, our millimeters uh, were, were going off. So I knew there was somebody in there with me. So I started to talk with them to try and, you know, to try and get, you know, some sort of response from them. And keep in mind, I was live on Facebook. So, I mean, it's, it's pitch black. In, yeah. in, you know, in, in, in the building, it's at night. It's probably around maybe two 30 in the morning, maybe a little earlier than that. You were so, by yourself in there? I, like I, no was, one by, else yeah, in I was by myself. I was by myself on that whole floor. Oh, and this, this place, this place has about five floors. So I was, yeah, I'm looking at it right floor. now online. It's huge. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, it's, it looks it's, like it's a great a, place. Uh, Whoa, it's like session nine. It, it does look like session nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy mm-hmm. shit. Great movie, by the way, but I'm sorry, go ahead. So, I mean, keep in mind that, you know, I was live on Facebook and, and, and one of the rules oh, no. of, no. of paranormal investigating is to never open yourself up. Where what, emotionally you, or physically right, or I, I, both emotionally, physically. And as soon as I got in that body tray, I, I started feeling tightness in my chest mm-hmm. Um I, what does just, that mean? Like, I, don't let yourself feel doubt or feel. Well, I would just <clears throat> basically you, you don't want to open yourself up too much. You don't want to give them the opportunity to overtake, to attach themselves to you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Um, because the, the more you're open to the spiritual world, the easier it is for them to manipulate to them to manipulate themselves onto you, to attach themselves to you. Um, it's always good to to always be enveloped in white light and to to let them know that hey you are not allowed to touch me you are not allowed to harm me you are not allowed to enter me in any type of way you are not welcome here i I would be fucking awful at this 
Oh yeah, no, you for you would be, be you would be possessed within, within minutes. Yeah. Come on, that's fine. You look upset. Ugh. So, so, right, yeah. so you're on the tray. Yeah, so here I am in the in the in the body tray, um, and I'm I'm asking for a sign of your presence. Um, and uh, you know, being in there, you know, I knew somebody was there. I knew something was there. Um, you know, and and you, and you just you can't show fear because they will pick up on that. And they will take it and run with you. You know, they'll 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 really they'll yeah. really make your life hell if they can sense your fear. So here I am in the body tray. You know, I'm 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 asking. You know, nice politely. I'm I'm you know doing what I should. I'm being nice. You know, you never want to you know agitate or provoke spiritual activity. That's the worst thing you can do. But I kind of took it too far, and I kind of might have hit a nerve with them and had mentioned that hey. Did you die in here? Did, was this your tray? Was your body on this tray? And I had asked, um, did you die here at Waverly Hills? And was this the last place that you remember being? Um, if, if, this, if, you, if your body was on this tray, can you let me know? And seconds later, I felt hands grab my ankles and try and pull me out of that tray. Oh, man, that's terrifying. I got so, chills. I got chills. So I actually had, you know, I, I, I felt something grab my ankles and, and, and they, they physically tugged me out. I mean, then they didn't pull me out, but I could feel a, a tug on my ankles. Um, and right then I knew, you know, you know, I took it too far and I immediately apologized and, you know, said I was sorry for overstepping my boundaries did you but... say this as you were sprinting four floors down <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you, you know you never want to like you never want to like because you know we had we had like a hundred some people sitting here watching me do this <laughs> yeah, yeah you don't want to look know, like you, a, you didn't, yeah. didn't want to sit there and scream and run out like a little bitch you know <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you know, I, I tried to I tried to play it off as cool as I could, but knowing knowing deep down I just wanted to drop my shit and run. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, I, I gently I I slowly got out, you know, and, and I you know, I apologized. Um and you know, I, I shut off the feed. Um and I ended up, you know, walking back to base camp and 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 from there you know, it just, whatever had happened to me, it, it came out, you know, I, Ugh. I got angry. Um, I got sad. I started crying. I oh. couldn't breathe. You know, it was just, it, it was the closest thing to an attachment that I could probably ever, you know, yeah. I mean, that's one of those things about. you can never so, imagine how that would feel. No. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, and when they say the icy grasp of death, you know, you had a little term yeah. that they say it's true. And it's funny, too, you know, because I feel like you in your job and in your profession, if you've never experienced that, that's what you're searching for. Or at least that's what they make it seem like on those shows is like that's what they desperately want is that sort of experience. And it seems like once you have that experience, it just kind of scares the holy hell out of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's know, not as actually, enjoyable as it seems. Exactly. You know, yeah. we, we ask we ask. <laughs> we ask for them to give us a sign of the presence, and when they do, <laughs> right. we tell we, we tell them, "Hey, don't you know? Hey, what are you me. doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? hey, come on now." <laughs> so I just you, wanted you to like play a game with me or something. Can you uh, tell us like how how many sites you've been to, um, 
which have been your favorite? Yeah, is there a place that like stands out to you? Yeah, we, um, you know, what we just talked about is is Waverly Hills. It's 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 really the the best place. It's every it's the place that every paranormal researcher wants to go to. It's the most well known place. Um, but you know, each there there are each each state has their own fun little fun little places. Um, you know, in regards to around Ohio, you know, I, I love going to uh, to Mansfield Reformatory um, where they filmed the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's that prison. Um, all yeah, prisons are extremely active. Uh, you know, you have Moundsville Penitentiary in West Virginia. Um, you know, and then you have uh, you have places like uh, Fort Mifflin in Philadelphia and Gettysburg. Uh-huh. Um, Wait, you know, is Fort Fort Mifflin is actually in Philadelphia. That's that's where I had my very first paranormal investigation. Um, that was my very first one. What was that? Was that part of the society, or was that like uh, you going along with somebody else? No, that was actually um, that was just myself and my cousin and I. Um, we went because uh, at the time, Ghost Hunters was very popular, and right. uh, the team the team from Taps, Jason Grant. You know, all those guys that were on Ghost Hunters, they actually yeah. invited the public. You could actually pay to investigate with with them. So, you know, I thought it, I thought it would be cool. So that's what we did. We, oh, dude, that's really we cool. bought some tickets and, you know, and that's that's what really kind of spurred my passion for it is, is actually seeing it firsthand. Yeah, that's awesome. That's kind of what uh, that's what I was really interested in is like what got you to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what? absolutely. I mean, it, it's, you know, my first investigation really, really pushed me to wanting to do this more. Um, but then, you know, I got into the realm of, of helping these people out and that's where my true passion lays is, is, you know, helping these residential and and business owners. I love that. It's not just about making money and making a TV show. Oh no, not that there's anything wrong with that, but what you're doing is much more admirable. Yeah, absolutely. So at Fort Mifflin, your first investigation, did you encounter anything or was it just more? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, you know, I, I made, I made the mistake. I, I didn't know what, you know, what I was doing. You know, I thought I was king shit. So I, I would go out <laughs> by myself into the most yeah. haunted places. Yeah. You know, and I didn't, I didn't protect myself the way I should have, you know, of course I didn't right. know how to protect myself. Marching against in. The spiritual hey world. ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I marched in like, uh, like, like nobody would ever get me, but, um, so, you know, I investigated there and unfortunately, uh, I actually brought something home with me. Oh no. So, uh, yeah. Um, so my very first investigation, I actually had brought something home with me back to my house. Holy shit. Were you, um, were you married at the time? Did you have yeah, kids Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same, same house I'm living in now. Um, and, uh, real quick, uh, in regards to, in regards to another scary story, um, about five, six months after I got back from the investigation, um, I, it was Good Friday. My wife was getting ready to go to work. Um, and this involves my uh, my son, who was only about uh, maybe about a year old. Um, so uh, my wife was getting ready to go to work. I was still sleeping. It was maybe about four o'clock in the morning. She was getting ready to go to work. And uh, she heard she heard my son you know, in there laughing or, you know, doing whatever, you know, thought the baby was up. She was going to go, you know, give him a bottle and put him back to bed. So she opened the door and, you know, I'll never forget this. She, she let out this blood curdling scream 
and she called for me. So I immediately popped up and then I heard my son crying. My son was in the middle of the room levitating. What? And fell and it and he fell right to the floor. Oh my god, so, man. So she was screamed. your wife pissed at you? Yes. Yeah, uh after after the fact after the fact when I told her that it could have been something I brought home, but obviously that that time that it happened, um you know, we were just trying to figure everything out. Yeah. Nah. Uh, so she, she, you know, once I composed her, I told her to get out, you know, and I, you know, I put my son in our bed and I, I wanted to run a, a recorder. So I was running a recorder, a voice recorder. And, you know, I laid it on thick saying that you are never allowed to touch my son, myself, my wife, you know, and I told it, you know, you need to get the hell out. You know, I was laying on thick and I had said, what made you think that you could touch my son? And I picked up an EVP that said in a woman's voice, I was just playing. Oh, that's, dude. that's, that is terrifying. I'll leave this house that I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> is, so is your wife into the same stuff or, um, you know, she, she, she's had her own personal experiences here, you know, and so she understands it. The, yeah. She, I mean, she understands it. Um, we definitely want to get to the films here in a couple of minutes, but um, just before we start to talk about some of the films, just just as a question, do you do you resent, I guess, the depiction of paranormal investigators or or ghost hunters within Hollywood cinema or within film? Yeah, or like even like what they show on TV. Like I know that you said ghost hunters got you interested, but like now that you do it, like yeah, and you does can the tell depiction it's of them kind of resent? Yeah, do you resent that or? Uh, you know, I think Hollywood's done a pretty good job in portraying how things work in regards to paranormal research and investigators. Um, you know, they they really portray how things need to progress, where, you know, you need to do your research, you need to do this. All movies that I've actually seen um, give a, a a true depiction of how paranormal investigating works um I, I think they've done a real good job at that um but you know then you come back to these the the shows that are on tv like the travel channel right. or on sci-fi um these you know Cause we were inundated the, the sh- by those for a while like just exactly. a dozen yeah well i think and it was shows- after par- par- paranormal activity particularly sure spawned yeah. That. yeah do you guys remember the mtv show um it was i, I I'll never know the name, but oh, they, cribs? they put <laughs> they put like cameras, uh, almost like a GoPro on every. Oh yeah, it was person. like uh, was it called Fear or something? Something of that yeah. sort. I'll yeah, never I remember. Think, I think it was called. Fear. But they all would go in, and they'd have their own experience in there. And there's like a Ouija board set up and stupid yeah. shit like that. And it was so obviously it was like Halloween rigged. Resurrection. Yeah. it was Halloween yeah. Resurrection. <laughs> yeah. You're right. Buster Rhymes <laughs> was the host. Um, yeah. He well, he wasn't really, but he should have been. Fucking Karate Kid. Yeah, if you the uh, just the ripoff shows that came out that kind of gave uh, your profession and what you do kind of like a, not a bad name, but you know, like a, just a false narrative. So I kind of have, <clears throat> I was at, I was in the air force and I was stationed at F.E. Warren air force base in uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming. Have you heard about this place at all? I actually, I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say it. You probably should have based on what I know of it. Um, you know, it was like around in the Civil War. It's one of the oldest <clears throat> active military like installations in the Air Force, if not the oldest. But a lot of the original buildings are still there from the Civil War and from the Spanish-American War, I believe, <clears throat> uh, like back in the day. 
And um, one of the original buildings was, I was in the 90th Security Forces. And our, like, you know, our wing, like our main installation building, our headquarters was one of the original buildings from back then. And they always said, like, down in the basement, um, which is, like, where the jail was, where we had, like, one inmate or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but they always said like people would go down there and say like they had experiences or the one place that they really would say like the, <clears throat> they always said that the police dogs would not go up to the top floor. That was always one the of like, dogs the dogs. Yeah. That was oh, always one shit. of like the things, you know, and yes. well, you never know what's just rhetoric and what's real. Uh, but that was like that building. And like, I would go down to the basement sometimes as part of like my check duty or whatever the hell. And I'd. I never had an experience, but I always was like just skeeved the fuck out down there because of the stories, you know? Um, but yeah, that's that. And then there would be different, like there was a museum on base that supposedly was super fucking haunted. So did you and, have an experience at any of these? No, I never or? actually yeah. did, but uh, you but know, you were you shrouded like, by yeah, it. And you kind of like, you start to like in your own head and, and then you're doing laundry and you're like, what the fuck you, was Eric, that? But yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have those things where like, and then they would fuck with you as a new guy. Like, Okay, this museum is apparently really haunted, and it's three in the morning. You need to go back there with your flashlight and just check to make sure there's nothing weird going on. It's like, come on now, guy. That's the last thing I fucking want to do right now. Private Fabian, get <laughs> exactly. Your ass back yeah. there. Airman Fabian, go. <laughs> exactly. I can't. I, I don't know. But yeah, that's, I, I've that's been the only haunted for place like I've ever. Fifteen years, and you every week. Every week, Eric, he comes to me with something. He's like, oh, I didn't tell you about the time I uh, I got shot. And you're like, how the fuck has this not you come up? peel back the layers of the onion <laughs> right. slowly, buddy. You can't just... Yeah, over two decades? Yeah. Gotta leave the element of surprise. All right, let's, jump into, some, exactly. let's jump into some movies. But before we do that, uh, Eric, plug your stuff, man. How can people get in contact with you uh, if they need to or if they have questions or they have issues or, 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 or whatever? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we are the Collective Paranormal Research Society. I am currently working on our website now, so um, it's been a work in progress for a while. Um, however, you can uh, check out our Facebook page. Uh, you can do a search for Collective Paranormal Research Society, uh, and you can contact us, obviously, through Messenger that way. Uh, you can also see our uh, all our investigation videos, some of our evidence that we posted up there, you know, some of the weird, crazy shit that you'll be like, no way did you just guys. Yeah. I can't wait to go watch some of those. Um, and you can also contact me directly, uh, via email at, uh, Eric E R I C at collective paranormal society.com. Awesome. So yeah, don't, don't feel, you know, don't feel that I'm going to judge you or, you know, call you crazy. You know, I've seen it all. I've heard it all. So no, we'll you need plug your stuff too on our social channels. So, um, that's, I appreciate that's great. that. All right. So what brought us here though is horror, right? And yep. our collective love for horror. So we're going to talk about three films, uh, uh, Eric, that you gave us, uh, you actually gave us yeah, five. Yeah. We, we always, whatever guests we have, we always tell them to give us three. Yeah. Yeah. So our first film, we're going all the way back to 1982. Jamie, you were a two-year-old boy, right? One, but yes. <laughs> One-year-old little child. Jamie was 15 years old. <laughs> uh, but 1982, Poltergeist. The house looks just like the one next to it. And the one next to that. And the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. 
With their three children. And something more. Directed by oh, Toby Hooper. Love it. Starring Joe Beth Williams, Craig T. Nelson, coach. Um, you meant directed by Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, I meant... Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't want to get into that. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, if you're listening to a, a 10 episodes of this with us and you've not heard this, um, go look it up and also look in the mirror and find out why you haven't heard about it. But <laughs> there's, a, there's a thing about that. But we're not going to talk about that. But this, So this film... So Eric, definitely want to get your thoughts on it, but uh, I just had a couple quick notes. This movie really is suburbia. It is at its finest. It's that ET suburbia. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, I think, uh, a testament to like, is this okay? Because the way it turns out, and the idea of like, also there's that element of safety in a in a suburbia, suburban environment yeah. like that, especially development. But okay, so. The whole depiction of the American dream, the way this starts, it's very Burbs-esque. Um, the development, uh, the establishment of family, football, beer. And yeah, neighbors, with the yeah, anthem. like <laughs> naggy neighbors, yeah. Stealing yeah. the cable and shit, yeah. Yeah, it starts with the national anthem, um, and it creates this, again, this sense of, like, safety and establishment and uh, these people that have reached the American dream. But I love, 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 love how that is offset and kind of juxtaposed by the personality of the parents like the way they're smoking pot in the room well yes. the kids I, I love that i loved the the banter that whole scene where he's like pretending one to, of the best scenes in that movie yeah oh it's so great um but uh eric there there's some serious paranormal i think overtone to the production of this movie as well as the actual movie itself you know, for we can do a whole episode on that. Yeah, yeah. four cast members dying, uh, yeah, a bunch right. of other other stuff. Um, but you know, Carol Carol Ann obviously, um, Heather O'Rourke's um, was the, uh, the the actress's name, and she died very young, unfortunately. But you know, her older sister in the movie, and then a couple of the guys from Poltergeist Two also also died uh, in in pretty quick succession of the movies being released. So, um, what what are your thoughts on this movie, man? You know, uh, it, it's one of my childhood movies where, you know, that, you know, that kind of kind of freaked me out and maybe not sleep as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, the movie, it really made advancements for other films to talk about uh, the spiritual world. Um, and what I liked about Poltergeist in regards to the paranormal is that, uh, you know, it, it touched upon an issue um, in regards to the land being haunted yeah yeah causing causing a haunting in the home you know most people think it's the house that is you know that's haunted it's actually the land that it's built on um and what i love too is the banter or not necessarily the banter but the the human conversation like when the guy brings craig t nelson up there and he's like uh you're standing in your new uh this will be your bay window and he's like talking about how he he can develop up there. He wants to make him a partner and he's going to give him this, this prime piece of real estate in the entire shot, their position looking down on the town. And then at the end of that scene, they pan the camera and they're standing right in front of that graveyard. 
and it was like holy shit yeah. uh and it just creates a reality to it but again i think that is it's in my opinion it's it's almost a commentary to the american way of like yeah you can have the american dream but it's at a cost right yeah which i always thought was cool yeah i mean exactly and you know unfortunately what you know and i'm sure it happens a lot you know you just never know is that you know they they build a development on top of a hollowed ground they build on top of a cemetery um but and you you know how many times has that happened where they where they don't remove the bodies you know they just keep the bodies there yeah. they just they just move the markers well, you know and the that's headstones, just yeah that's just that's just uh calling for trouble there it's so disgusting oh, just, idea. Yeah. oh geez which which is what they got uh so so joe beth williams i i don't know if she started this rumor and i guess rumors start in some capacity at all times but uh she had also said in post production that steven spielberg had used real bones for some of those scenes like yeah. we, we actually have it on the background right now there was this, a scene involving bones and then the part where she's in the pool obviously in the at the pool. end right yeah mm -hmm. um but she i i guess she said in the interest of uh time and finances that real bones were more mm. affordable than fake oh, uh which wow. is scary <laughs> And then also, uh, Will Sampson, the Native American guy from, I think, Poltergeist 2, he, he one night after filming, performed a live exorcism, I think, on set, like, after, they're like, okay, that's a wrap, everyone, good, good job tonight, he's like, oh, cool, I just gotta do this thing real quick, and they did an, an exorcism, like, on set, and everyone was like, what the fuck? happened yeah will yeah well he you know he he knows you know he, him being of the native american uh you know nationality you know he he knows that it's 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 never a good thing to you know screw with the spirit world mm -hmm. so I, th I thought all that was pretty cool um so jamie thoughts on poltergeist i would say as, as far as my shit. i would say as far as paranormal like movies go it's probably my favorite one and it's one I watch every Halloween. Um, and it it's one that I recall, you know, like you said, age of one, seeing this in the theater, you know? So <laughs> how can you forget? Strolling in, bringing your bubba. <laughs> uh, no, this this is great. Uh, Eric, additional thoughts on, on Poltergeist? Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, it, it, it was a good movie. Uh, you know, I, I thought, uh, the lady who played Tangina, um, it really brought, brought forward that, you know, there are, there are sensitives out there that can, you know, see and, and hear spirits. And, um, unfortunately a lot of these movies, you know, they, they, they start off really good. And then for some reason they'll, they'll bring in a monster esque feel to it, you know, like, you know, when that, when that you know the scaly white monster was yeah. in front of the door you know you know they they could have just kept it with furniture being moved sure you know yeah. things things floating around but you know the, the problem i had with this movie is obviously when they you know when they brought that monster type well that that is the american you know? that is honestly the american way is like oh let's identify it and defeat it you know it's yeah, so right the, the idea of the the unknown and the undefined is scarier than the idea of like, oh, it's that I can absolutely yeah, let me grab my rifle. I can shoot that thing. Yeah. <laughs> also, can we all agree that tan like Lynn Shay in Insidious is just Tangina essentially? 
just a taller Tangina. Okay, so that <laughs> that woman by by the way, not Lynchay, but in Tangina, yeah, in Poltergeist. You know what other movie she was in that we I, also love? I and do. Starring a man whose birthday is today, June sixth. Okay, what movie? Because I do know her. No, her name. Her real name is Zelda Rubenstein. By the way, she yeah. is in. Behind the Mask, the, yeah, the Rise yeah, of yeah, Leslie Vernon, yeah, yeah. yeah, starring Robert English, which is a great movie if you're not if you've not seen it, Eric. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have. I love that movie. Okay, cool. Let's jump to our next one. Number two. Next up, we're heading fast forward to 2007. Mm-hmm. Two years removed of having best hair class it. of 2005. For three me. years, right? Two. Two. Okay. Paranormal activity. Hi, deaf camera. On my girlfriend Katie. She thinks there's something in the house. I don't know. You believe me, right? I think we're gonna have a very interesting time capturing whatever paranormal phenomena is occurring or is not occurring. Doors are locked. Doors are locked. Alarm is on. I'm hearing a weird sound. Something's here. I feel it breathing on me. Footsteps in, but there's no footsteps out. Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you do try to play games with it, that's inviting it in. Yeah, I actually saw this in the, uh, um, when this movie came out, I had just started my team. So, you know, I, you know, I kind of, okay. So you were already like doing what you do. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I was, I was, I was pretty deep into the paranormal. Um, you know, I, I was excited to go see it. Um, you know, and, and I thought it was, I thought it was well done. Uh, you know, it starts out, um, you know, as seemingly young homeowners, you know, coming in, um, yep. uh, and unfortunately they take the paranormal activity, uh, jokingly, um, and quickly, and they he see does, that it's no sure. joke, you know, you know, obviously it's all stemming from, uh, from the girlfriend who's had an attachment to her, her entire life. Right. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and I, I enjoyed them bringing in, uh, the psychologist, you know, it, it's kind of what we do when we go into a private home, you know, we, we go in and we ask questions, we try and debunk things here and there. Um, I also enjoyed the fact that it was, it was kind of filmed in the, in the first person view. Um, it kind of made it that like home, home video type of feel. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. It had that found um, footage feel. It was one of those. Yeah. Know. Cause so Blair, Witch yes. was what, like 99, probably 98, 99. And that was, that was a huge around there. Yeah. So this huge is, turn. yeah, this is se- seven years later, later, but, but I feel found like footage had a resurgence right around that. This time, was yeah, the resuscitation. This was the, yeah. Yeah. And it's because it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it's because, like you said, it was a home video, like, yeah. It gives it that personal feel. Yep. So, you know this movie was shot for $15,000? Mm-hmm. What do you think it grossed worldwide? I'm going to say $250. You're not far off. I mean, when you're talking millions, it's like... Yeah, let's make it three twenty-five. million. Yeah. $193 Worldwide, which is wow. insane. Yeah, for fifteen thousand dollars to date, or was that like? Uh, it's whatever okay. IMDb, yeah. whatever told us, you, so yeah, whatever, whatever that <laughs> substance is. Um, but good th- enough for me. 
Also, so Paramount, so they released it as an indie film. Sure. Paramount bought it. And then that ending, you, you always hear about the alternate endings. Yeah. So after, I remember seeing a few. Yeah. Because on the DVD. Yeah. yeah. After Par- Paramount picked it up, though, they reshot the ending, and the reshoot of the ending cost like $200,000. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> which was... That original ending is exponentially all I need, higher. Yeah. Although then I I get kind of confused as to which is the original. I think what I just watched the other day was the original. The one where she's crawling, or the one where nope, didn't see that one. The one where it was the one where she just screams. Yeah. And he goes down, and then she comes up. And then I saw the one too where I think like um, someone comes for crawling? like a wellness God, check. I or got something. actual chills when you said where she dude, was crawling. Dude, she, there's one where she crawls. <laughs> Eric, have you watched this movie recently? Like, did you rewatch it? Yeah, Before I actually this? Uh, I watched it with my son uh, oh. uh, last night. <laughs> oh, dude! How, your son is how old? Twelve. He's twelve. Okay, yeah. what did he think of it? Was it was it his first time seeing it? Uh, it was. It was. Okay. Um, he, he's he's real big into the jump scares. So okay. Uh, and what was your yeah. guys' circumstance? Were the lights off? Were you down there by yourself? Was it? Oh dark? no, it was, it was light, lights off. Uh, we were in the living room watching it on on the big uh, on the black okay. screen. Yeah. He was sitting on one couch. I was sitting on the other, and he handled it like a pro. Really. That's great, man. Okay, because yeah. I watched this about four nights ago Lights by on. myself, <laughs> kids asleep, and wife asleep upstairs. I was by myself downstairs. I was so fucking scared, dude. It was, it was embar- like, I was embarrassed. I was, I was texting John like, oh, dude, is this, like, natural for me to be this fucking scared? And I had my phone plugged in on, like, the table over, like, behind the couch. So I, like, walked behind the couch right as it ended. And you know that ending. Oh shit, dude! Like which oh, yeah. one? <laughs> my jaw was agape, the original, I guess. Um, and I had like full body chills for like the pe- the like the last seven minutes of that movie. I had full body chills, so I go over to my phone and I'm like texting John because it was charging, and my cat jumped up on the thing, and I like made I was like, ah, fuck! Yeah, like that that's how like unnerved I was. Like, oh, dude. Okay. So your twelve year old found this less scary than me. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go, Jamie. <laughs> But this, yes, did. Th- this is this he probably is a great has bigger film. muscles than me too, though. <laughs> this is a great film. It's a very intense. Um, it's only eighty six minutes, but oh my it's god, intense. it's it felt like three hours to me. Yeah, you know, and and it, it, it was it was simple. You know, they showed things moving so here and there. Simple. Um, you know, uh, again, you know, and and they they brought in the the personalized feeling to it, you know, um, you know, it, and it, it, it really kind of shows the, the stages of a demonic activity yeah. or demonic attachment, you know, the, the three stages, you know, it, uh, it, it makes its presence known, um, you know, and then it, it, it tries to divide the couple, you notice that they, they started fighting with each other. Yep. Um, and then, you know, once they were divided and, you know, had no more energy left, you know, the, the demonic spirit took over her and, I found myself really cursing Mika out throughout the movie too. Yeah, Mika, I mean, they said yeah, don't no, agitate was, it, you dick. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, especially, especially when he sat there and got the Ouija board. And, yeah, yeah, after they specifically not, not said don't do that. Do. Yeah. So right. uh, wait, I we got to ask. That's an obvious uh, trope and shtick it in is, your yeah. realm. Probably is that are are Ouija boards no go or or go? The okay, here, here's the here's the thing on Ouija boards, real quick. Obviously, Ouija boards can be bought in any toy store. Okay, um, it's not the board; it's the person using the board. Hmm. Um, you are actually the person using the board 
opens themselves up and makes themselves a vessel to so bring. So they're the spirit. conduit, not the board. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people think it's the board that caused the trouble. No, yeah. it's, Interesting. it's the person manipulating the board. You know, it's, it's the, it's the conduit, like you said. That's super interesting. So the doctor in this movie, the guy they bring in, if he calls you tomorrow and says, I'd like to be a part of the society, do you hire him or no? Uh, the psychology, absolutely, one hundred percent. Um, he yeah. he I feel is, like he was a good presence in this film. Yeah, he he has a type he has a type of experience um, that is is good to have on a team. He knows he knows you know he knows when to go after it, and he knows when to step aside. And I felt like he knew the right questions to ask the couple as well. Also, for such a low budget indie film, like the acting was perfect. Yeah. I mean, it was because I never once completely fine. Like you've you watching the amount of movies that you and I have watched. (laughs) You see some like Hell House. Have you ever seen Hell House, Eric? I have. Yes. A great movie. But the acting, especially when they get like the real world, like experts and shit like that. Fucking horrible. Oh, I I agree. Horrible. (laughs) In this movie, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Hell House was another one. I don't want to tell you how scared I was at that movie. For someone who doesn't believe in paranormal shit, for some reason it scares me so bad. Well, it's because you don't know your position on it, I guess. Well, you know, you know what? Um, if there is any chance uh, this summer, once once this virus hopefully clears out, I'll have you boys join me on that. Uh, oh, dude, on- oh, I am down. I, I am honestly down. Too. I am down. All right, fantastic. Good, good, good. Just get like a colostomy bag or something for me because <laughs> I apparently cannot hold my shit. <laughs> All right, let's head to our last film that we're going to discuss, which is 1999, The Sixth Sense. You know the accident there? Yeah. Someone got hurt. They did? A lady. She broke her neck. Oh my god, but you can see her? Yes. Where is she? Standing next to my window. Hmm. Yes. Directed by M. Knight. Eric, you'd given us five, I think, movies to talk about, and I think the reason we chose these three collectively was because I think Jamie and I had talked about two of the films that you'd recommended in the last podcast that we did. Uh, So this just sort of worked out, but it has been so long since I revisited this film. and I hadn't seen it since it came out, yeah. Did you see it in the theater? No. No. Eric, did you? I ran it. I I did, yes. I, I realized as I was watching it that I also did see it in the theater. Oh, um, and this, this, you were like a little child. I was, I was, uh, I mean, I was 12. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just a child. Yeah. I mean, I was your son's age, Eric. Yeah. Right. He's a, he's a full grown man, apparently. So (laughs) you were a man as well. (laughs) He would be fine with this. Yeah. Uh, but this movie is I would have been like 19 at the time. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I was probably like sitting by myself, like biting my fingernails. Yeah. With a blanket. Yeah, oh, certainly a blanket. <laughs> so we've got Bruce Willis, Haley Joel Osment, Tony Collette, um, directed by M. Night Shyamalan, the master of, of twist endings. And I feel like M. Night has Even a... those cameos as well. 
I know. Right? Well, that's the Hitchcock thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like... Even Stephen he, King does it. It's fine. I feel like he has a uh, tag on him that says, like, hey, yeah, he's kind of hokey. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, another M. Night. You know? It was that way. <laughs> but I gotta tell Until you... Until the visit, right? Because the visit The visit was things. great. Yeah, that was so mm-hmm. good. I also thought the village was pretty good. You're, the, you're on the village camp, yeah. I'm, I'm Camp Village, and I'm not, I... am not. I'm this not movie, I thought, is beautifully shot. I thought it was emotional. I felt a lot of things as I was watching it, even, you know, 20 years later. Um, this is a really well-done movie. The acting's badass. It's well-edited. Yeah. It's well-shot. Haley Joel, mm-hmm. man. The sound engineering is... Damn. Is... Really good. He that kid did so a good. great job. So yes, you give he was a shit. Fantastic. Yeah, but uh, Eric, tell us a little bit about your experience with this movie and how you feel about yeah. it when you saw it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, in, in regards to, uh, I'll talk about it, it being uh, paranormal related. Um, this movie deals with something that a lot of people don't realize and don't understand. Is that, you know, there are people out there who who have a special gift and a talent and and are able to hear and see these spirits. Um, uh, you know, and what, what's unfortunate with this movie is that, you know, uh, Cole, uh, he was he was one of those unfortunate people who had this special talent. He was a, he was a sensitive. Um, so he was able to see these people. So you, you know, feel like it brought value and, and validity to to that idea. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, there are people, you know, out there that, you know, we, we, as a paranormal research group, we have, we have sensitives on our team. We have, uh, empaths on our team. Um, you know, we, we do a lot of work with sensitives, um, that help us significantly in our, in our, in our investigations. But, um, you know, this, this movie really touched upon the fact that, you know, there are people out there that unfortunately see these people um, and that these people will constantly come to them for help, um, which is, you know, what, uh, you know, these spirits did to Cole, you know, they, these spirits knew that, you know, Cole could see them. So they would go and they would, they would ask for his help. And unfortunately as a, as a young child that he was, you know, he was just scared shitless, man, you know, to, to see these people in the way they died, yeah, you know, man, you know, especially when that one child who was playing with the gun that shot his, you know, brains out. Scariest um, fucking one. I, I, uh, I completely like, agree, dude. And yeah, I was down. Come see my gun. I was down. Ugh, yeah, in oh, the man. the podcast space, which is also my home office, and I, I had to rent this the other night on Amazon because I don't, I don't own this movie. I realized, and uh, it's streaming on Showtime. Oh, great. Yeah, I probably have it. Mm-hmm. Either way, I'm watching it down here, and I saw, like, I saw, and this was all flooding back to me, so I, I, I've i seen this probably a couple times since I saw it in the theater, so, but maybe two or three times over the past 20 years, right, and definitely not within the past five, but I knew exactly as that scene was setting up, I knew I was like, oh shit, this is going to be that part, and I actually had to look away. <laughs> right. This is a PG-13 movie, I will watch the most gratuitous violence in anything else, but... <laughs> That that's not like <laughs> violence. That is actual. Yeah. This is a, a PG thirteen movie. It's unsettling. Movie. Yeah. I I think this movie is really well done. 
I was surprised at how engaged I was with it. Jamie, I feel like you weren't as into it on the the second watch or the. I've had watch. a hard time with this movie. Well, what are your uh, feelings uh, on it? <clears throat> so with the summer hours, my kids have been going to bed really super late. Yeah. And so I've been like, when I get a chance to watch it, I'm already like so tuckered out that like, as soon as this movie gets on, I fall asleep. Um, it is a lot of Bruce Willis, like it, being somber. It's a lot. Yes. Right. It's like you said, it's a very emotional film. Um, it is. It's, fucking, it's not that it's yeah. not good. It's that I already, I already know the ending. So the whole time I'm like, this, this is unaffected to me because I already know the ending. Um, all these scenes where I'm supposed to like feel for him. I don't feel for him because it's like, I, I know that his wife's not really fucking pissed at him because he's late for his anniversary dinner, you know? So it's like, then I fall asleep. It's not that it's not a good (laughs) film. It's not that it's not effective. It's that some, a dad who's trying to watch this late at night after working for 11 hours and then taking kids for four hours and then finally (laughs) getting a chance to, you know what I mean? It's like, it just, it just hasn't been working for me. I actually still haven't finished it this week. So. Well, shit, Jamie. Yeah. I'm going to sit here and talk to Eric then. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Paranormal Activity again. <laughs> um, but, so, Eric, any other notable scenes from this movie that you, you really liked? You mentioned the one uh, of the kid. That uh, you know, the gun. Uh, another one that kind of freaked me out is, you know, when uh, when the little girl comes the to The clothespins snipping off that tent? Yeah. Dude, uh, yeah. spoiler alert. When they, yeah, when she comes and she's, you know, she's, what do you she's like, I, I, I feel better now. Oh yeah. Dude. You know, and then, and then come to find out that it's her bitch mom was killing her, you know? And that, so, okay. That shot too, when, um, they're just like slowly zooming in on that dad's face as he's sitting there watching that tape. Oh yeah. That is, talk about evoking emotion and just feeling something like that is a serious, serious scene. I don't know, I feel like that movie just... I'm staring blankly at the wall right now. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> I feel truly, though, that this, this film was super well done. It was scary, it was emotional, and it was tasteful. It, it, did, it did bring back, to me, elements of the Hitchcockian, hey, you don't have to saw somebody in half and pull out all their entrails to be scary. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Totally I, plays I, on you psychologically. I will say that the way M. Night did this was, I remember the first time I saw it thinking it was just so good. Yeah. And you got to think too, uh, the signs that were posted in, as you were was walking that in. that M. Night pun? God damn it. <laughs> it was, he really emphasized the signs. The, well, I was trying to think. So <laughs> when Psycho came out, 1960. Mm-hmm. Uh, the signs that were posted in the movie theater basically when she said, drove like, through the village. The signs that you read <laughs> as you night. drove through the village <laughs> to M Night. Good night. <laughs> no, but the, the signs that uh, were posted as you were entering the movie theater, I think, said like, "Don't tell anyone the ending. Uh, make sure you keep this mum. Make sure you keep this quiet." I feel like M Night sort of re-energized that oh concept. Oh, my God. Of... Like, if you knew the ending before mm-hmm. you saw that... What, think... Psycho or, or well, Sixth Sense? Or either. Either. Yeah. But, yeah, back to Sixth Sense. Like, that, like I just said, that Sixth movie Sense. is, like, almost borderline boring when you know the ending. Uh, For me. Well, I knew it, and I... Uh, like yeah, I could scene. definitely see that. I understand on that. 
I want you but to not knowing the ending and, and realizing that Bruce <laughs> Willis was dead as well was a shocker, you know? Yes. Yeah. No, I thought it was tastefully done. I really liked it. John was John is still surprised every time he sees it. I didn't see this coming. <laughs> Holy shit, he's dead. Uh <laughs> you know, and real quick in regards to the paranormal, you know, uh, you know, um a lot of times children do have this talent, you know, and, and unfortunately these children, they don't understand what's going on. And most of the time the parents don't believe them, you know? Yeah. Um, so these poor children don't have anywhere to turn, you know? Um, and you know, in real quick, I mean, in regards to my daughter, I think is a little bit of uh, sensitive too. Hmm. Um, so she's, you know, she's, has, has come to me and said, you know, I, you know, I see something, you know, and or she'll she'll we'll be at the mall, and, you know, and somebody will walk past her, and she'll just, Daddy, I don't I don't like that person, you know. She has feelings; mm. she could feel the people, she could sense them. So, you know, this this movie really, you know, hits me on all cylinders, just from, you know, as a, as a parent as well yeah. as as a paranormal researcher. So, Ugh. yeah, that's great, man. And I'm sure that like you as like John and I, if our kids says like. Oh, I feel like something scary is in my room. It's like shut up and go to bed. And you, exactly. you know, I mean, it's that's, like that's, 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 let me get my gear. I'll do. be in. <laughs> yeah. Are you? Are you? Uh, as a parent, are you concerned by this, or are you excited by it? Like, how? What's your emotion to, toward it? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to. You know, uh, I'm not going to tell my daughter to to stifle it. You know, I'm gonna I'm yeah, gonna educate her. I'm gonna educate her, and you know, I mean and help her build upon it if she wants to, you sure. know, I'm not going yeah. to pressure her to do this, but, um, All right, we're going you know, to the it, Mansfield it, prison. Get your shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're going to walk around and you're going to tell me who you see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, were there any honorable mention movies for you? Any um, other good paranormal movies that you would recommend or that you enjoy? Uh, you know, again, you know, just one of the, some of them that I've already talked about, um, you know, I, I like movies that are based on true stories. Gotcha. Um, so, you, you know, it gives that, that that extra special holy shit factor, yeah, you know, so that it's that, saying that it's, it's real. You know, obviously, you know, we talked about The Conjuring. I mean, that was yeah. based on a true story. You know, the Amityville Horror. I mean, that actually happened. Yeah, like that's a, those are real houses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're actual physical places that, you know, these things have you know, taken, taken place in, uh, yeah. but you know, those, those are two definitely, uh, good, good things. I mean, now, a, anything, anything that's in regards to it being based on a true story is, is, is good with me. Now, do you enjoy any of those movies that are about like actual ghost hunters? Uh, like for instance, um, what's that movie we love, John ghost. What's the one with the ghost hunters? Oh, um, Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. Grave Encounters. Yeah, you ever see that one? I have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I enjoyed That's that. That's a one. fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it's like the guy plays it perfect because he's like kind of douchey, um, but like you know, no, like he's, he's still. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of douchey, but uh, like he still is like <laughs> kind of fucking si- hair in like, that movie. Um, in that like crazy guy that they bring in too. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, with the leather jacket. That guy yeah. is you over know, the I top. Mean, that we. Each one of my each one of my investigators have their own have their own personalities. You yeah, know? yeah. You know, so I mean that, that that's that hits it. It kind of nails it there. Yeah, it, exactly. it does it in like a sticky way, but it, like, you can tell it's based <laughs> in like sort of reality. It's pretty funny. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. Um, and then like session nine, we already discussed. Like I, 
I love that one. Yeah, so, session I guess there's great. not really ghost hunters in that one, but um, I, I was thinking of another one. Oh, The Frighteners I love. The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. It, yeah, I love that yeah. one. You uh, showed and, me that. But he's kind of like a uh, fraud. He he's like the example of like he's like the antithesis of what you are essentially like yeah he's right. one of those guys taking advantage of people who think they may have a spirit in their house and because yes. he can see dead people he has them kind of come in and like fabricate shit happening so that like they'll just give him money and he comes in with like a Ghostbusters trap <laughs> right but those are some of my favorite ones yeah good I mean Amityville Conjuring are you know, the obvious. Annabelle yeah, as far as like legit scary yeah. ones, yeah. And per- all those paranormals now. Yep. I think the seventh installment's <clears> coming. <throat> so one through three are amazing to me. Yeah, um, I agree. Ghost Dimension went way off the rails. Well, hopefully someone that invested a little bit of money made a lot out of that. Yeah. I feel like someone did. Ghost Dimension probably cost like multi-millions to make. Yeah, seriously. Mm. But Eric, this has been amazing, man. We really appreciate your time. Hey, no, I appreciate you guys having me. It was an honor to be on talking with you boys about uh, about this. It was uh, it was fun. I had a great time. I... All right, man. Well, take care. You and your family. Be well. Be safe. Thank you. You as well. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, man.